Hey guys, Ronnie here with the AOT Chronicles. Chaz is in the bathroom, so I'm just recording this real quick. If you uh, didn't get a chance to listen to the episode entitled The Commander Keith Debacle, I suggest you go listen to that. Uh, Just throwing this quick little splurge at the beginning of the episodes. Basically, long story short, me and Chaz are terrible podcasters, and we called... um, Fuck, what's the guy's name? (laughs) And so anyway, I totally remember the guy's name. It's Kits Wellman slash Kits uh, Warrior, as we like to call him. It's actually War, Warner, War, I don't know how to say it. Uh, Anyway, if that's going to make you mad, you might not want to listen to this podcast because we definitely mistake the two. Starting at episode 10, we'll get better. But anyway, thanks for listening. Send feedback to thepodcastchronicles at gmail.com. Peace. Welcome back to the AOT Chronicles of Attack on Titan podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ronnie. And I'm Chaz. Chaz, today we're back. We got season one, episode seven. Okay. It's the uh, tiniest of blades, Attack on Trost, part three. What do you think of this episode? This is an amazing episode, especially the ending and yeah. how, it, how it goes out. Um, we got a good stretch here of... Uh, just good episodes back to back to back, or great episodes, I'll even say, because I'm not sure there's been a bad episode yet. I would call them all good, but especially these last three feel like really good ones. And it's definitely probably the best episode since the last episode. I Let me think. That last episode was that one, and then, yeah, I would say this is definitely the okay. best episode since last episode. Glad you agree. Um, let's get right into it. You know, sometimes before the theme song hits, they do the recaps of what we've seen before. And in this one, uh, they mention in it that the retreat to get back inside the next wall took two hours and none of the citizens were eaten except for soldiers. So I thought that was interesting that even though we lost soldiers, the ultimate goal was a success. Yeah, and... It would have been quicker, too, if we didn't have crusty guy in the way. Yeah, that guy was just a little bump on the road, but thank God Mikasa came, saved the day, and no, no harm, no foul. So we dive into what looks like kind of a bunker. We got our boy Keith. Keith. And uh, he's talking with some soldiers. I guess this is kind of what we come to know, know as the gas supply room. I think we can say that. Yeah. And some of these soldiers are trying to stand up to him and say, you know, we've got to protect this room from Titans. Titans can't get in here or, you know, everything outside this wall is a bust. We can't resupply anyone with gas. And Keith, first of all, his face looks skinnier in this than it ever has before. He looks so, he looks malnutritioned. Um, He almost is so malnutritioned that he doesn't look like he's as sleepy as normal. You're right. It's cause, because his whole thing before was his eyes were caving in t- inside the base of his skull. Well, now I think his entire face is caving in, so <laughs> making the eyes you know not look like they're so deep in there. But he's anxious. Uh, he wants to get inside the inner gate, and he's threatening all these people with treason. And he's telling them that he's going to cut them down if they don't you know let him do what he's trying to do. 
Yeah, he he turns it from zero to a hundred real quick. And listen, I might be a Keith apologist. We all know around the AOT Chronicles how Ronnie feels about Keith. But I'm going to say it. It's right here in the episode. He says it himself. He's just following protocol. Yeah, as a soldier's duty. Right, wrong. You know, we can talk about that for hours. But at the end of the day, his job is to follow protocol, and he's following. So I don't want to hear all this stuff about, oh, Keith's a bad guy. No. He's he's a good soldier, a good commander. He's just doing what he's been trained to do. And he's got great hair now. I mean, his hair is just so luscious. Compared to the first couple episodes, it's just great. Yeah, it looks like it's only falling out at 50% of the rate it was before, <laughs> so I would agree with that. We get a quick little scene of Mikasa. She's zipping around, and she's wondering why people aren't heading back over the wall because the retreat bell has sounded, and that's kind of all we get there. We get uh, a scene with some scaredy cats, is what I like to call them. They're hiding inside of, it looks yeah. kind of like a library at this point. When a guy sounds, or he kind of says out loud that his gun is ready. He's kind of been over in the corner working on it. He's ready to fight. And a girl asks him, she's like, what good is that going to do? And then proceeds to watch him put the barrel in his mouth and hold it there for what felt like 27 seconds before he pulls the trigger. And homegirl didn't try to stop him at all. And he gave himself way too much time to regret the situation, and yeah. he still did not regret That's it. That's got to be a quick pull, man. I, I mean, in hindsight, I guess it was really only two, three seconds, but all I'm saying, Chaz, is if you ever go through a dark stage, if you go to put a gun in your mouth, I'm going to be on that shit. I'm not going to see, I'm not going to sit back and be like, oh, wow, what's he going to do from here? Where, Where is this going? It was almost like she wanted to see it. It yeah. was pretty terrifying. She's weird, man. I don't like it. We cut again. We're moving fast here. Jean is out of gas. He's losing hope, or he's lost hope, about getting back over the walls. And he's blaming the uh, the quartermasters, a.k.a. scaredy cats. And I'm trying to think. So they kind of just throw this on us and expect us to be uh, smart viewers of television, which, thank goodness, we do this at a professional level, Chad. Oh, because yeah. it did not get by us. Let's kind of, you know, Keith was telling about every different job there was a few episodes back. But right. So these guys are the quartermasters, and I don't think he touched on them. But basically, from what I can perceive, their whole thing was to initially guard the the gas chamber, the gas room where they refill their ODM tanks, and I guess later on potentially go out and resupply soldiers. Yeah, so I don't know if... It's almost like they're more for in a crisis situation. Okay. So I believe that that is what they do, and they pretty much did not have the balls whatsoever to take the supplies back out. Right. It kind of seems to be the consensus of our whole group here that, you know, everyone's kind of mad at them because they're thinking, you know, uh, what the fuck? We did what we were supposed to do. Where are they? You know, we're running out of gas. Connie, though... He, he hasn't lost hope yet. He's trying to hype up Jean, telling him that they've got to at least try and take out the Titans. You know, we can't just sit here. And and Jean is just being a straight-up bum. Yeah, roasting him for no good reason, saying, that is an unusually good idea from you, Connie. And if I'm Connie, I'm like, bro, jeez. Like, yeah, I, I would almost hit him in that situation. 
John's looking around. He's wondering what they can even do with their current group because he, he tells us most of the senior soldiers were wiped out and they don't have anyone to lead at this point. Yeah, it's just all recruits now. It's just all young, I guess, rookies at this point. And Connie's still standing there, but Jean's kind of talking to himself. He's like, man, this life sucks. Had I known, I should have told her. And if I'm Connie first, I'm going, okay, are you talking to me? (laughs) But, I mean, we don't really know who Jean's talking about here, but maybe Mikasa. We know he's got a little thing for her. I would think so. Is Um, that what you're thinking there? I wish Connie would have just asked who he was talking about. Well, listen, if I'm Connie, I'm doing the same exact thing because I'm thinking, what are you, hey, not the time to think about it. Let's get out of here. Yeah. That is true, and that's when Sasha steps up. Yeah, she's trying to motivate everyone. She's trying to cheer up everyone, but let me just say, everyone else is being such a downer. They're yeah, acting. They, I, I understand Armin in this situation. Everyone else, you didn't see your whole squad get wiped out. Man, the fuck up! Like, did they just think they were gonna go kill all the Titans, not have any casualties, and things were gonna go well? I mean, everyone is being such a lazy bum. Including Armin, who hasn't blinked in, I think, 45 minutes. I think he's just been staring at the same spot. Yeah, he hasn't blinked in so long, he's starting to look like Keith. His mind is racing. Um, I feel for him, I do. This is kind of, this exact staring at blank space was what got him in this situation. So... He might want to mix things up a little bit. It's just my opinion. He's not learning from his mistakes. So we got Ani, Reiner, Marco, and Bert. They're all kind of standing together thinking of you know what we're going to do. Reiner says that he thinks we should wait until we have everybody. So I'm guessing we got some more groups scattered around. And he's thinking they're all going to rendezvous and be stronger in numbers. Um, Marco is on team which to me is just like oh that's another excuse of not wanting to fight right now yeah. like not having the balls pretty much yeah Marco he's on he's full on the bandwagon of team downer he does say kind of a cool quote he says it's not that I wasn't ready to give my life but what is it that I'm dying for which Oof. I mean true true Cruel what world. is it uh, Mikasa she comes out of nowhere and she's asking about how many people survived. JK, she's just asking where her beloved Aaron is. She she's doesn't care tun- about anyone else. She's got tunnel vision She's right just now. like, oh, oh, I'm so glad you guys are okay. Hey, has anyone seen Aaron? I hate to ask, Annie, but have you seen Aaron? Has anyone seen that one squad? I think they had Thomas. Aaron? They definitely had Aaron <laughs> now that I think about it. Has anyone seen that group? Anyway, she, um, they're kind of like, hey, ask Armin over there. He's she's just, like, Armin who? <laughs> yeah, she's like, wait. And she looks over and she goes, oh, that little blonde-headed coconut boy that <laughs> has been uh, been my shadow for the past four or five years. She walks up to him, asks Armin if he's seen Aaron, and he's having, obviously, some serious survivor guilt. You know, in his head, he's thinking, it's my fault. How am I supposed to face her? But he kind of looks up, he's, you know, telling, screaming all the names, I won't go through them here because, well, they're dead, and he says that his group carried out their mission and put up a heroic fight, but I'm going to have to disagree with that. I don't know I about am you, too. I'm, I'm also going to have to put in my two cents here. 
I remember Thomas saying they were going to tally up how many Titans they killed. Yeah, um, and I know we were keeping track of that. Can we grab the whiteboard from over there in the corner? Could you read yeah. out that final tally we came up with? I'm looking at it here. I don't see anything on the board, Ronnie. Well, check the back. Check that there's got to be something there. Check the back. Okay, a zero. I see a big zero. What is? Wow. Okay. So zero. So I wouldn't exactly say they. Uh, maybe they followed orders. I wouldn't say they carried out the mission. And if by heroic fight he means being eaten out of the air, swatted like a fly, and well, not even a fly. Like more. Like one of those slow little bugs that doesn't... Flies are hard to get. This was more like one of those slow bugs that lands on your arm and you just get it one hit and it's gone. Um, And then there was that other one that just got grabbed by the cable and swung against a wall or something crazy like that. So, once again, feel bad for Armin, but I'm going to have to go against him here. Uh, Finally, he admits to Mikasa that Aaron gave his life for him. And Mikasa. And Mikasa, surprisingly. She takes that news like a real bro. Yeah. She, you know, she kind of helps Armin stands back up. It might seem like the reality of the situation isn't quite sinking into her mm-hmm. yet. And then that's when you think, wow, she's taking this so well. We're about to hear a motivational speech yeah, right she's here. She's like, wow, she might lead this team. And lucky for you and the podcast listeners, I've got the speech here. And if you thought Keith was a good leader, how is this for a pregame pep talk? Here we go. She says, I am strong. Stronger than all of you. Mm -hmm. Much stronger, actually. (laughs) I can scatter those titans, even if I have to do it myself. You guys are cowards and wusses. Without any fighting skills, I feel sorry for you. Stay here and twiddle your thumbs. Watch me do this. Gosh, Keith, Keith has just taught them so well, and I absolutely love that speech. Keith Keith is like a couple buildings away, and there's just a tear rolling down his cheek. He's like, you tell him, Mikasa. That's exactly what I would have said. He's like, I especially like the part where you called them cowards and wusses, as if those aren't the same thing. Done you, flawlessly. You could have thrown in a piece of shit there, but nonetheless, it's great. for some reason, I don't know why... Everyone's kind of fighting her on this. <laughs> They're going, why? Why are you saying that? We're just we're out here. We're trying to help. We just don't know what to do. And you know, one person speaks up and says, "You can't beat all those titans." She says, kind of one of the quotes from Aaron last episode, which does happen. It is one of my favorite quotes of the series thus far. And she says, "If I can't, I die. But if I win, I live. I can't win unless I fight." It's a great philosophy to live by. She zooms off. Jean, he says, you know, that was a pretty lame pep talk. And then somehow he finagles that into blaming this entire situation on Aaron. Um, <laughs> He's like, her whole attitude, he believes, comes from Aaron, I guess. I don't know. Aaron dying. It kind of throws back to the Obama memes. Uh, like, Jean is in his house. He's going to dip a cookie in the milk cookie's too big and he's just like wow thanks a lot thanks, Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> he starts yelling at everyone else and asking you know if they were taught to let a fellow soldier fight alone you know uh someone else is yelling that they're all cowards and wusses and no good soldiers so they're just they're not oh, exactly potato girl when she oh, starts yelling sasha's just ripping into him too 
Uh, it's a weird team if, dynamic we have going on here, but and I don't know if Jean just has such a hard on for Mikasa that that's the only reason he followed. Yeah, but I mean, it was pretty cool seeing Jean actually stand up and decide to. Not yeah, in the bitch. end, I think everyone was so struck by what Mikasa was saying that they all kind of froze, and Jean's kind of the one that gets him on the saddle and gets him moving again. And that's when we get the cue of the funky Japanese hype music. I love it. Oh, yeah. Mikasa starts kicking the ass, SDs. but Armin notices that she's using way too much gas um, because she's hiding her emotions. And we're talking about the ODM gear. Right. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is not the same kind of gas that... Uh, Mikasa was blaming Sasha for the other night mm-hmm. because, first of all, we know that our beloved Keith does not play with that. No fart jokes in front of Keith. So that's not what we're trying to do here on this podcast. We're just saying facts. And the fact is, she's running out of gas because she's hiding her emotions in with her actions. That's what Armin believes, right? You want to you quiz, Chad? Yeah, give a me, little quiz? Give me a little quiz. All right. Let's see how you were paying attention. How many Titans does Mikasa kill in this little little montage here? Are you talking about just this scene? Just this, just, just this little from the time okay. that she gives that pep talk to the time that she runs out of gas. I believe two. Nice, God, yes. Mm. Put it on the board. It's now a Chaz quiz board, so we're gonna put that in the corner. We'll have more Let's quizzes go. in the future. Hopefully, you're playing along at home. One zero. One zero. So, like I said, she runs out of gas. Mikasa, she's sitting there with broken blades and is wondering why she must go through this pain again. And just to speak on that, she took a tough fall. Yeah, didn't even, just kind of sat there. You know, wasn't even thinking of that. That's not even the pain she's talking about. She's talking about the pain of losing people. And we uh, we go into the calling cards. It's, I gotta say, these calling cards were a little bit more confusing than they usually are. I get what they're trying to go for. But something about the wording or the translation is just a little bit weird. But it's about the 3D maneuvering device structures, also known as the ODMs. It tells us the steel wire that they shoot out is stored in kind of the main section. And two axles rotate independently. Now, I'm not exactly sure what they mean by the axles. Yeah, I'm not really an engineer or anything, so I don't know what's going on. I know what an axle is, just not exactly sure how it plays into the ODMs. If you know, send us an email, thepodcastchronicles at gmail.com. Um, and then the second hey, and, slide... And comment on YouTube if you're listening right now. Give us a comment, yeah. Second slide says something about how it's controlled with a black box. Um, what? Don't know what that means, but we do get this little thing where it says repairs slash improvements are highly classified. So... It's, Which is that's kind of strange that they throw that in there. Yeah, it almost seems like they don't want just anyone building these things, and it's almost like a select few are building these things and know how exactly they the insides of the function works. So, like you said, kind of interesting there. We cut over to Jean, who he sees some bloke named Tom. This guy ran out of gas. He's on the bottom of the street. He's getting chomped. While another guy who's trying to save him, he gets snatched out of the air. He's just getting squeezed out of the death grip. And Jean pulls a straight-up R-alert right here. (sighs) He just stares at it. To be fair, there's this other girl getting her arms pulled apart. Our whole squad, basically, if you know their name, they're sitting on this roof just watching this happen. That is true. 
that was a little unfair of me to call Jean our alert because everyone was watching. Yeah, this. we're kind of following Jean, so I see where you're coming from. But yeah, I mean, Reiner's there, Sasha's there, Connie's there. We're all just watching. I mean, good work, guys. Way to <laughs> great work. Way to put that training to action. Um, and this is when we go back to Mikasa, a titan with a big old belly, comes up to her, and at this point she's kind of accepting defeat. But it's right then that she closes her eyes and she's thinking about a good life, and she's thinking about what a good life she had. Which, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what life uh, I don't know she's, she's thinking of. Or... Don't know if she's trying to talk herself into it or what. But it, something makes her change her mind right at the last second, and she slices and dices off these titan, the fingers of the titan that came up to her, right at the last moment. That ultra instinct right there. But, I mean, this only buys her a little time because this Titan keeps on coming and she's narrowly escaping death, you know, time and time again. And she's just trying to figure out why she couldn't let herself accept death. And I love how she mentions, too, again, that how cruel the world is. That's yeah. like a repeating theme, right. I feel like, for almost all characters so far that we've seen. Um, and I'll mention it, she doesn't really say anything about it, but it's at this point in time, another Titan kind of approaches from the opposite side. You just kind of see that in the background, and then we flashback, and it's kind of the flashback from last episode where Aaron is telling her to fight, and she realizes that he's the reason that she's not able to accept Shocker. death. Shocker. Yeah. But we do get like a cool little quote. She says, I'm sorry, Aaron. I won't give up anymore. I won't give up ever again. Because if I die, I won't be able to think about you anymore. That's why I have to win no matter what. Where can I find a girl like this, Ronnie? Listen, if you find where you can find these girls, let me know where to find them. Probably OnlyFans.com. Is there like a website that I could check out? OnlyFans, if you... Listen... If you've got a good 500 if you're willing to make a $500 investment and then another $1,500 investment after that, you might be able to find yourself a girl like this. Oh, I'm willing. <laughs> hey, one, maybe we quit this entire podcast, sell off the microphones, and we just start looking for love. Me and well, you, buddy. Well, they were $1,000 each, so we could. I mean, really, seriously, though. Hey, Mikasa, do you remember your parents? <laughs> Remember those people you spent uh, nine years of your life with before they got brutally murdered and you've known this other guy for five, six years? Anyway, you don't have to deal with the big old belly titan, Mikasa. That's the good news because a titan with pointy ears and the sexiest eight-pack you've ever seen in your life Jeez, knocks the jaw out of this titan with jaw out of the titan with a big old belly. I like to think this titan was literally just doing crunches the whole time. Yeah. Everyone's fighting, and he's just on the sidelines doing he's crunches. He's late to the scene. Just yeah. He's got, I mean, but also everyone knows you don't build abs in the gym. You build them in the kitchen, which is why he's is not true. taking these treats like Mikasa because he's on a very strict diet. Um, but, yeah, he's been doing planks. And if you're like me, when I first saw this episode, it's at this point you might be thinking, What? Yeah, this was a real game changer here. So old 12-pack proceeds to stomp on big old Belly's head for, I don't know, maybe 47 times. I wasn't counting. We won't make that one a quiz because he just does it nonstop. Um, he looks a little angry, Ronnie. He's a little mad. He's a little mad. 
Armin, in all this chaos, finds Mikasa, and he dives down and grabs her. And With so, a graceful landing, too, when yep, he picks her up. Yeah, it was a nice move by Armin. Kind of, he seemed more put together than we've seen him thus far. It was uh, Mikasa's speech, dude. Keith taught her well. It's going on from her, her to our alert now. Chiseled 16-pack Titan is about 15 meters and is approached by another one that someone says is the same size. And um, Chiseled Boy throws... Yeah, they say, like a 14-meter class? Yeah, I think, I think someone says these were 15 meters. 15 meters? And someone throws such... Or, well, he throws such a mean left hook that it straight up decapitates this titan's head, and then that head proceeds to soar uh, another 200 yards yeah, away. a few football fields away. Holy crap. And then, as if that wasn't enough... He hangs back a little bit to stomp on the nape of its neck, you know, where we've previously learned, you know, this is the money spot because that head's just coming back if he doesn't stomp on this nape. Yeah, this Titan knows what he's doing, which is pretty badass. By the way, top 10 word or top 10 weird word, I'm going with nape. Yep. Just write that down somewhere. Um, so the fact that he does this, it doesn't go unnoticed by our boy Armin. Because he picks up also that the the fact that this Titan he's not paying them any mind, which me and you we know. Like I said before, Abs are built in the kitchen. Armin, I guess, hasn't noticed the fourteen pack this Titan is rocking. Um, so he's just thinking it's kind of weird. That yeah, I mean, this Titan almost stopped Mikasa. He was so focused on the other Titan. Yeah. So he doesn't care whatsoever about the humans. So we've got Armin, Mikasa, and Connie. They're on top of the roof, and he starts to Armin. That is starts to swap his gas with Mikasa, because I mean he's becoming more self-aware. He's knowing that she's gonna put this to way more use than he is. Um, but right before he lets them go off, he grabs one last blade and says, "You know, he wants <laughs> to keep this thing because the half-broken blade, right?" <laughs> He wants to keep this because he doesn't want to be eaten alive. Yeah, it's going to get the job. Well, buddy, <laughs> that's a half-broken blade, and you suck. So you aren't protecting anything with that. Well, I think, I think <laughs> Chad, I think we know what he wants to use that blade for. I oh. think he knows he's not a fighter. Oh. He's thinking of some other scenarios. So you think, you think Armin's got the guts for that? Oh. I didn't say I think he's got the guts for it. I think that's his plan. Whether that's or not true. whether or not he successfully does that plan, I don't know. That's true. He hasn't successfully done any plan so far, so he would probably somehow fuck that one up too. <laughs> Mikasa though, she's realizing she might have gotten a little carried away earlier after her speech, and that she put the lives of a lot of her fellow soldiers at risk uh, by acting the way she did. So she she takes the blade from Armin, throws it away, tells him that you know she's not going to leave him here which is really nice considering I think she just learned his name a couple scenes ago. Yeah, she's finally thinking of someone other than herself and Aaron, which is a shocker. So we get one last little flashback as Mikasa expresses a little excitement as um, she's you know thinking about the Titan killing another Titan because before this, that's been completely unheard of. No one said anything about this. We don't know anything about this. So it's almost like the gears in her head are turning like, hey, we might be able to uh, to use this. Yeah, I think she even mentions, too, that 
the Titan knew like some form of fighting. Like he knew how to square up and you know throw a punch, which is even weirder because most of the other Titans they just flail, flail their arms. Yeah, and, they kind of flail their arm. They're really into grabbing and then yeah. tearing. They like to grabbing, tear limbs tearing. away, tear heads off. And they don't look graceful when they're doing any of this. Assuming no, this this one. I mean, we know he hits the gym, but he definitely seems to be a little bit more athletic. That's a good word for it. Which brings me to my Titan of the week, and it's got to be the one with an 18 pack of cum yeah. gutters. I love the 20 pack, dude. He's the guy's rocking it, and that mean left hook. Oh, Tyson, that was Tyson. Like, yep. So we're gonna have to see where we go with this guy from here, but. Like we were saying, it's a good episode. Good episode. Great episode, and again, my favorite line in this whole show, especially the first few episodes, is just Mikasa and the rest. They always bring up the cruel world. Well, especially for her, she's definitely living in a cruel world. It's, uh, that's where she's really trying to talk herself into it, because it's a cruel world, but yet it was a good life she says she's getting ready to <laughs> she lived a great life <laughs> she's getting ready to relinquish herself to death but um but no it's that point of the episode where we got to get on our knees and beg you to send us some feedback well here let me ask you this through the first 7 episodes who is your favorite character so far so through the first 5 episodes or first five episodes. The first few episodes, who my favorite character is? Yes, we're on episode seven right now, so who is your favorite? It's a, a little guy I like to call Keith. Keith? Wow, I would have never guessed that. I know, I know. <laughs> How about you? Where are you going? I've got to go Keith, but if I'm not <laughs> going Keith, I'm definitely going with best girl Mikasa. Yeah, I would also go Mikasa there. Um and then, how about this? I'll just give you my top five because I've come strapped and ready. Okay. I'm going. Uh, I'm going. Keith one, Mikasa two. Oh, and then I'll jump around to keep things interesting. Number five, Jean. Jean. Okay. Number four, that's where I'm going to put Aaron because he's still just a little. He's a little sass ball, and you know I want to see him put some of his words into action. And then three, kind of maybe a sleeper pick. I really, I really like Reiner. Reiner? You like Reiner? Yeah. I like uh, his kind of backstory when he was talking about how the Titans came and surprised him in the middle of the night. Like how he was a stand-up guy and took the backpack from Armin when they were training in the forest. I'd like to see him do some more stuff here. You know, slay a few Titans. It looks like he's kind of got the Arlert in him. Yeah, he's kind of playing it safe. We'll see what he can do in the future. Uh I'd have to agree with that. I'd, I'd probably say four and five. I want to throw in Annie because I still liked Annie a lot when she full mounted uh, Aaron and yeah, turned she, him on a little bit. She's badass. I like yeah. the the strong female characters. Yeah, dude, of course. And then of course Keith, number one pick. Um, oh, Chad, watch this transition. This is going to be really well done. Send us your top five characters whoa. thus far at the Podcast Chronicles at gmail dot com. Did I nail it? You nailed it, dude. Also, comment, YouTube, comment your top five. Yeah, this is how... Tell us how bad our top five is. This is how willing I am to just let you guys have your way with us. When you post videos on YouTube, which I've been doing this professionally now for two weeks, so they give you an option to 
you know, kind of monitor comments, or you can just allow anything. And I just allow anything. You allow anything. That's why our comments have been flooded, dude. You guys can say so many horrible things there, and I think it just stays there. I'm not taking it down. You know what we won't accept, though, Ronnie? Spoilers. Okay? Okay, yep. Not not accepting spoilers or um, mean things that are directed to people that are not named Ronnie, Chaz, or Chad. Correct. Or Chads, whatever because you want to call Because those guys suck. But send us the feedback, the podcast chronicles at gmail.com. Uh, send us a Twitter. Chaz is over there working the Twitter. Um, and by working it, I mean I not last or the recording of this podcast. We don't have a profile picture. We haven't followed anyone, and no one is following us. But Podcast Chronic, hit us up. Be the first follower. Hit us up. Twitter. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. Chaz, you got anything else for the people? Uh, I'm good, man. I'm Chad, and I'm out. See you guys.